Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This podcast was presented in partnership with Southern Trident. To find out more about how you could produce a podcast with Horticulture Week, please go to horticultureweek.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Hello, I'm Matthew Appleby. and This is the Horticulture Week podcast presented by Southern Trident. And today I'm speaking with Steve Harper, who has recently joined Southern Trident as CEO. Now, Steve has 20 years experience in the industry, including as sales director at William Sinclair Horticulture and managing director of the startup peat-free growing media company Vital Earth, and is the past chair of the Growing Media Association. And Steve joins Southern Trident from the Greener Gardening Company, which has previously bought Namona, where as sales and marketing director, he helped to develop the UK's market and was instrumental in growth of the distribution base and the launch of their own peat-free compost brand. He also chairs the industry-wide responsible sourcing scheme for growing media, working with DEFRA, the HGA, NGOs, retailers, and other manufacturers. So welcome, Steve. Thank you, Matthew. And um, so a new role working with Koya. So what's 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 it like bringing Koya under the Coco and Koya brand name to the to the UK market what have the challenges been? Um, well as you can imagine all new companies um, face challenges as they begin to evolve um, and that's that's fine it's part and parcel of being a new business and I've seen it before and I can see it in just a few weeks that I've been with um, Southern Trident but we can tell straight away from the business and the way they handle things they just take any issues any challenges that come up head-on um, and look about how we can develop and establish ourselves. Um, we're very fortunate inside Southern Trident that the three founding directors are very driven, have very clear aims, how they want the company to develop. And where the development moves forward, they're going out and bringing kind of experienced people into the business um, that have knowledge of the marketplaces so they can make sure they can 
overcome any challenges that present themselves. But it's it's the business doesn't really see it as challenges. It's just exciting times to be moving forward. Oh, brilliant. Now, I um, came across Southern Trident, first of all, at the IPM show in January last year. And that's just when COVID was becoming an international issue. So how has COVID impacted on um, Southern Trident production in India and, and sales in the UK? Um, I think with India, there was a national lockdown and it affected the road transport between the factory and the ports earlier in the year. Um, Southern Trident's well equipped to handle large volumes and shipments any time of the year and the unprecedented lockdown did affect those movements um, for, a, for a short period of time. I think we overcame that fairly quickly. Um, we got into conversations with the right government officials who um as over here where um, certain areas are deemed essential or non-essential, Koya was deemed an essential product considering its agricultural and horticultural sector in India. And that allowed us to prioritise the movement of products back to be able to start exporting it back over to the UK again. So it was there was a short-term um, issue, but again, like as with most things in life, you can overcome it if you uh, tackle it head on. Um, in terms of within the UK itself, I think as with all companies that have been in the garden sector, um, we've done very well this year. Um, there was obviously a blip when the kind of whole market paused and took a breath in April. But through the latter part of April, May, June, July, um, sales have been very strong. Um, and there was a, a big shift to online sales for a period, particularly through lockdown. And that particularly helped us because, as you can imagine, our compact Koya grown product, grown media products, uh, were really well suited to kind of that online sale at that time of the year. So, same as with most grown media companies, most gardening companies, um, it hasn't done us any real harm this year. And with all those additional gardeners that have hit the market, it's just opened up um, the opportunities for us. So all those opportunities have meant expanding operations in the UK. Are there plans to expand operations in India as well? There are. Um, we've invested heavily in a larger state-of-the-art production unit in India since about the middle of this year. Um, it was um, due for completion in Q1 of next year, but obviously COVID did slow things down a little bit. So we're hoping to um, have built and completed a new site to go operational in Q2 next year. So, yeah, absolutely there. Everything that we do as we move forward, we have to expand what we're doing and make sure we've got a solid footprint in India to ensure that we can uh, grow the business in the UK. And to do all that, I guess you're adding additional skills and personnel all the time. So what, what are the plans there? Um, so, again, within any new business, um, people take on roles and those roles are developed and then we just have to continually bring new people into the business and I guess I'm the latest of those new people that have come into the business but prior to me we brought in experienced uh, people in the sales area, uh, in marketing, in technical as we've kind of built up the needs for it. The short-term plans is to strengthen our sales team so I'll be looking in not too distance to go out and recruit a national sales team and get them out on the road so that we can extend the business and, and give the customers ultimately the support. 
everything else will just fall into place behind it. As the sales grow, we'll obviously develop uh, larger and uh, more staffed um, warehousing, etc., distribution. But all the plans are in place, not just for now and the next coming months, but looking ahead beyond that for the next two to three years as how we continue to develop the business and all of the parts of the jigsaw puzzle fall into place as the business grows. It sounds like you've got pretty big plans. How, how big is the company going to get in the UK? Um, our plan is to become a very significant player in the UK. We've got um, an awful lot of opportunities in front of us. Um, if you like, our business starts with the seed of, um, in terms of the coconut. Um, and there's a lot of market um, products that we can develop from that. Growing media is just one. Um, doormats, which is another product area that we supply to the UK market, is another but there are a number of other products and sectors that we can move into, um, staying true to the coconut. Um, and we can develop the growing media market beyond pure Koya um, into Koya-based products, obviously keeping to um, the ethos of the company being a peat-free company in the way that it is. Um, but the opportunities are unlimited. Now, that was one thing I was going to ask. Uh, what sort of plans have you got to develop the range into other peat-free growing media products so it's um there's plenty of plans inside the business and products being developed to uh, extend um, the the base of products that we have at the moment at the moment we have a, a fairly core range of products that might be considered to be a soil improver or um, a growing media, a fairly normal kind of multi-purpose growing media albeit it's an expandable product from the coir bricks um, we also do uh, expandable chips, which would be a replacement for bark, which is becoming um, more kind of constrained in the UK marketplace because bark's being burned in power, by biomass power stations, etc. So we've got a, a very consolidated range at the moment, but you know when you look at the grow meter range, it's very diverse, everything from seed and cut into a tub and basket to a tree compost. And there's absolutely no reason why we can't develop um, and extend the Koya-based product to cover all of those sectors um, and, and develop it so that it's very consumer-facing in terms of the way they look at it. Now, as I understand it, you need to put some feed into Koya. Are you going to um, market a, that sort of product alongside, or is that something to buy separately? No, it'll be um, blended into the product. So if you were to buy our Grow Boost product, um, that is already um, got a fertilizer in there. So to all intents and purposes, it's a, a, a very uh, um, well-performing multi-purpose compost in a block. The, the only thing the consumer has to add is the water to expand it. But at that point in time, it's fully fertilized and ready to go. We want to make these products as simple for the consumer to use. So we take it from the fact that it's dead easy for a consumer to pick it up and, and walk out of store with it our five kilo blocks will expand to 75 liters um, if a consumer was to pick up a 75 liter bag of compost they'd be probably looking at picking up something like 30 kilos so it's a very easy product for them to pick up and take out of the store and when they get home all they need to do is add water and can use it immediately Plastic, is that a, an issue for you? How do you um, deal with that, um, you know, making that recyclable? I think we're 
the business started with this plastic-free message, and I think it's a really important message that we've got. But as you can imagine, as I've come into the business, I'm reviewing everything from top to bottom. And what I've said to the business is we want to be, we will be the most responsible company when we're supplying growing media. It's going to be one of the cornerstones of what we do. And plastic's a really significant issue and it gets highlighted an awful lot, but we need to make sure um, that we're making the right choices as we move forward. I think one of my uh, learnings, if you like, from um, having been working with the Responsible Sourcing Scheme for such a long time is just leaping from saying we're using plastic to we're not using plastic without considering the implications of what that movement um, brings, I think is wrong. So I think we need to make um, the right choices. It isn't an easy choice. If you look at it, plastic is actually very much more efficient to make than cardboard, for example, uses about 40% less energy and produces less waste in that process. Um, so it's kind of more efficient to produce plastic, but obviously at the other end, you'd absolutely argue that it's much easier to recycle cardboard than it is plastic bags. So it, it again, as I say, with the experience coming from the responsible sourcing scheme, it isn't a straightforward um, do this or do that. It's making sure that as we develop packaging for new products, which we're, we're doing all of the time and, we're, and is part and parcel of what we're doing on a day-to-day now, is we've got to look at the packaging and make sure that overall the packaging is as responsible as possible. So, Steve, as Responsible Sourcing Scheme Chairman, what's what's the latest with that scheme, please? So, um, it's moving forward quite nicely. Um, a number of manufacturers have had their scores audited. Um, a number of manufacturers are getting their scores audited or looking to get their scores audited um, over the next uh, month or two during November and December. Um, hopefully, by the end of December, um, the vast majority in terms of market share of the um, industry will have got a score. Um, then the benchmarking committee, which one of the one of the cogs of the process, will set what is a responsible score. So the plan still is that by next spring, there is the potential that, um, although it won't be on bags because we just haven't had the time this year what with COVID and everything else, but potentially on point of sale for next spring, we'll start to see um, the responsible scores um, appearing on point of sale so consumers can begin to see how responsible one product might be versus another. So peak reduction between 2015 and 2019 in the consumer market declined from 53% to 41% and in professional market from 63, from 64 to 63%. But um, more up-to-date figures are showing that in 2018, there was 2.11 million cubic metres used of peat. And in 2019, that had only gone down to 206 million cubic meters used so um what's what is the latest on peat reduction in the industry it's uh it's a challenge for the industry the industry is working incredibly hard uh, in terms of looking how they develop um peat free grammar and you can see it from all manufacturers as they launch their products we've seen the green garden company launch new products with their brand we've seen um evergreen garden launch new peat free products 
clearly new players like Southern Trident have come to the market with their peat free products. So there's a there is a huge investment from the industry to develop products and use less peat. Um, but it's not a, a, a simple move. To your point, there is still a, a reasonably large amount of peat that's being used. And the fundamental behind that is it has to be replaced with something else. And that something else has to be a high quality replacement. So you've got to look at things like um, green compost, uh, wood fiber, bark, and obviously coir. Um, as the materials that can replace that peat over time. But that is a huge volume to just replace. And when in lots of instances, particularly wood-based products, you've got a lot of competition from the likes of biomass, which is kind of subsidised by the government in terms of um, the benefits that they get for, for burning and, bringing, and using biomass. It's, it is a complicated picture in moving, but... I don't think anybody should ever turn around and think the industry isn't working as hard as it can um, to to be more responsible, because it absolutely is. What's the situation in Ireland now after peat harvesting stopped this year? I'm not necessarily uh, close enough to it anymore to know the ins and outs of what's happening on the peat market ex-Ireland. My understanding is that um, supply out of Ireland for the next couple of years or more is guaranteed by the volumes of peat that are available on the ground and there's no short-term issues. Um, I guess we'll have to watch and see what happens in Ireland in terms of long-term, the, the battle between the NGOs and um, the courts as to what happens in the longer term. But that that's for um, that will play itself out um, as time moves by over there. Okay, yes. Well, what's what's the latest on the uh, England peat strategy? I know they've got uh, a target to try and bring out their England peat strategy by the end of the year. Um, I suppose there's a, a potential that it might drift into the beginning of next year, but we've kind of got the end of the transition period for Brexit and COVID all hitting at the same time. So I would imagine the government's got a, a few priorities on its um, list at the moment in terms of what it's trying to do. And when the um, plan comes out, they're obviously going to consultation at some point next year to discuss it through. I think everybody knows um, what the issues are around P. I think what the great thing is over the coming weeks, as the benchmarking is finalised within the responsible sourcing scheme, we'll be able to really truly for the first time benchmark peat against the other raw materials um on a on a relatively even playing field i think um those people that certainly um i talk to um at the likes of defra they understand the issues um that we we're trying to address and they understand the effort that the industry is putting in to address those issues um it's it isn't a simple um two minute conversation and it isn't a simple solution um, but I think um, we're, everybody's working in the same direction and there's, there's lots of conversations going on, lots of work being done. And it's not just by the manufacturers. The whole point about the responsible sourcing scheme that's sitting around that table, there is um, representatives from DEFRA, there are representatives from manufacturers, from retailers, from NGOs, from growers. It's the, it is the whole industry trying to find the best solution to move forward. And what do you think will, will be in the strategy? 
genuinely, I, I don't know. Um, I think realistically, um, they'll keep the pressure up, um, I guess, would be my opinion, but it is only my opinion. Um, but I think, I suppose as much as anything, I'm looking forward to the consultation afterwards. I think on lots of levels, they understand the issues. They understand that um, if you ban peat, you have to replace it with other raw materials. And how much other raw material is available and available at prices that doesn't damage horticulture as an industry. Because some people might argue that there's plenty of raw material out there. But if you have to go and outcompete everybody else in the market to get hold of it and the price of growing media rises substantially, that has a very fundamental and potentially damaging effect on horticulture. And nobody wants to do that. It's a critical industry. I mean, you've seen it through um, coronavirus. Garden centres being open now is seen as an essential part of um, the services and the, the retailers that are left open. There's a reason for that. So I don't think anybody wants to do something around growing media that's going to damage horticulture. So how was the uh, rollercoaster 2020 season in the end for growing media suppliers? I think it, it, it's been fascinating in some ways. Um, demand was so high in the peak of season. Um, most manufacturers um, slimmed down the amount of products that they could sell in the market. They just kept it to the core products to make sure that they kept fulfilling the market with something, as it were. Um, I think that as a market, we probably put out more peat-free product into the market because as, as the raw materials were available, we made um, a lot of peat-free as well as making peat-based products just to produce whatever we can. But from a consumer's perspective, because their choice was limited through the course of that period, actually, I think a lot more consumers this year have potentially tried peat-free products for the first time. Um, and if they're a new gardener, that's great because that's their kind of expectation is, is that different look and feel because that's what they've kind of seen. But even as an experienced gardener, if they've used those peat-free composts at the moment, I'd be pretty comfortable and pretty confident that they would have had a good result from it. Um, and it might have opened up a few more eyes into the fact that actually um, peat-free composts are as good as peat-based composts. And finally, how do, how do you expect 20 21 to go i think for um us at southern trident it will be um, another really strong year of development um growth um particularly bottom and top line because we're in that kind of stage of our business where we're looking to um, more than double the size of our business year on year so i think we're looking forward to 2021 with um, a massive degree of excitement as to how we can continue to grow and develop our own business and i think um what will relate to us as a company and it will also relate to, to the whole industry is um we'll have all been reading in the trade press of late of how many new gardeners um there are in the market that have tried it for the first year one has to hope that a large percentage of those are going to be um, have enjoyed the experience and, and become more engaged with their gardens and therefore will come back out again next year and garden again next year. And I think reality is that 
Um, I don't think next year is going to be a normal year. It's, it's interesting when everybody turns around and kind of says, oh, 2020, I can't wait till it's 2021. Coronavirus and everything isn't going to suddenly disappear on the 1st of January 2021. We're still going to have to live with it and deal with it. And I think already you can see the effects of that. I think there'll be more staycations and, and people not going away again next year. I just think it's, 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 it, will, it will happen. There'll be more of us that will just stay around their homes and their houses and, and stay locally. And that has to be good for Southern Trident and the gardening industry as a whole to continue driving sales up in, in that garden sector. Thanks to Steve Harper of Sudden Trident. This is Matthew Appleby presenting the Horticulture Week podcast with Sudden Trident. Please check back soon for another in Hort Week's podcast series at hortweek.com forward slash podcast. This Horticulture Week podcast was produced and edited by Christina Taylor. For more podcasts, Horticulture Week news, analysis, exclusive industry reports, insight and data, go to horticultureweek.co.uk. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.